Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Hey, welcome to an episode of Puddles. It's your boy, uh, Puddle Boy, aka Dry Dick, aka Poop Hands, aka uh, Elbow Skin, aka Twelve Falls, aka Old Gray Balls, um, aka uh, Dry Dick. Maybe I already said that. I, it's been a while since I did the AKs. Got a lot of feedback. A lot, <laughs> a lot of you were like, "You gotta have the AKs," or we're unsubscribing, and it's like, "Okay, dude." The only reason why I can do it is because I start off solo now, so I don't feel like a fucking complete dickhead doing it in front of someone that has no idea what it is. And I know that that's part of the the um, uh, the attraction of it is that the uncomfortableness, whatever. Anyways, I did it for you guys. Um, I'm in my new place. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing you. It's a studio. I'm in the East Village. It's the first time I've ever lived in New York City, like in the city city, other than when I first moved here, I lived on a, on a couch for six months when I, cause you know, I was 30 years old. I was like, I got, I'm gonna move to New York. I'm gonna be an artist. I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. Um, so I moved to my buddy's couch and, uh, I thought I was only going to be there for a couple of weeks. Next thing you know, I'm there for like, I don't know, four to six months. And, and, uh, the one guy would leave to go stay at his girlfriend. So I would jump in his bed. Uh, but they kind of got tired of that. It's, it's like, okay, you can't just take over a room. Uh, but it sucks. If you've ever lived on a couch, um, and chased a dream, that's pretty much impossible. Just know, or you do know that how hard it is because your li- your living space is is the living room, and your time is gone. Whatever time you think you have is gone. If they want to fucking go to work at seven and watch the news, it's scoot your ass over. If they want to stay up until fucking three in the morning, it's fucking you can't lay down yet. It's hard. It is. It's annoying, but it was very nice that they let me live there. Then I went and lived with someone that was a pussy waxer, and that didn't work out because uh, I couldn't afford the rent. Also, she wouldn't take the table down, so it was just a bunch of uh, pubic hair in the kitchen and living room. Then I lived next to a drug dealer named The King, and then I lived in, you know, you saw my other apartment for six years. That was a complete shithole. Um... So I'm here now and I'm so fucking excited. I'm living on my own. Yes, I'm 40 years old and I'm finally, I lived on my own when I made all that money in real estate. And uh, yeah, I'm able to live on my own from comedy money, which is fucking unbelievable. That being said, it might run out pretty quick and I might be starting a GoFundMe so I don't have to go back to Bushwick. But I'm so excited to be here. I just fucking signed up to my gym. or change my gym location. I went to Kinko's. To, I don't know. Just so, I went to Sweet Greens. There's so much shit right in this area. I'm just so happy to be here. It'll be easier to get laid for sure. 
You know, no girl wants to go out to the middle of Bushwick. She's like, yeah, I'm visiting New York City. I'm not visiting fucking 40 minutes outside <laughs> where there's like homeless people throwing up on fucking random fucking heads. I don't know. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. I got all my shit set up. I went to the gym today and, um, dude, uh, I saw, I was coming back and two skateboarders, these young kids, they're probably like 23, 22. They were skateboarding. Maybe they were 20. I don't know. They were like, they seemed actually in college, uh, were skateboarding and they skateboarded by this old man and the old man fucking elbowed one of the guys one of the it was like an asian kid too so it like it felt i didn't think it was racist but um but he fucking elbowed him i just think he hated skateboarders i don't know what that's called um i think a lot of older men hate skateboarders because you can only do it until you're 30 before you look like a complete idiot there's nothing worse than like a 40 year old that's skateboarding what a loser um also uh I would do it, but I can't Ollie. Anyway, so he elbows him and they start pushing each other and the kid would fucking destroy this old man. I mean, destroy him. It wouldn't even be a fight. It would be really bad because the kid, you could tell, skaters are tough. Plus they'll hit you with the trucks. So, and he had his friend, his other friend was holding the skateboard already, ready. I was like, dude. So I walked up, I'm literally holding my Caesar salad was grilled chicken and Parmesan chips. And I, I walk up, the kid's about to fucking punch the dude. They're in each other's face. The fucking old man, he was probably like 60, 65. And he was, he was probably like five, five. Right. And they start pushing each other. And, and, uh, I just walk up and I'm like, God, I don't want to fucking get in the between this, but I really don't want to see this old man. And so I literally just said, Hey, bro. Hey, like this loud. Just, hey, man. Hey, um, I don't think you want to fight this old man. You don't want to go to jail for beating the shit out of an old man. Look at him. He's, he's such an old man. And I see the old man. <laughs> like, like I diffused the situation because of how calm I came up there, you know? And because I was lifting, you know, they were all scared of me, you know, because I'm fucking Jack now. But uh, the old man, you could tell in his eyes, he's like, hey, I'm just an old man. <laughs> but he was also like so defeated he's like you like you get to an age where someone won't even punch you you know conor mcgregor would punch him for sure uh he wouldn't hold back but and so then the kid looks at me and he's like all bowed, all bowed up ready to fucking fight and he and i'm like hey man you don't and and he looks at me he's like yeah but he did you see him elbow me i was like yeah but he's just an old man and the kid goes yeah you're right you're right you're right yeah, you're right, man. And he like literally calmed down and he was like, we were walking away. He's like, you know what? Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Thanks for stepping in. So I saved an old man's life. And then I'm walking down the street. And the reason why I bring up that story is because it made me think of the news of Trump getting COVID last night. And um, yeah, I, my first reaction, I'm not going to lie. I was fucking really happy. I went on Twitter. I wrote like five probably pretty tasteless jokes. It was funny. It was the first time I wanted to write Twitter jokes in like four years. Uh, I thought I had some good one. Mike Pence is looking up how to do presidential conversion therapy. 
Um, I had uh, maybe if Trump dies, the virus will just magically disappear. Um, I had one where Trump in three days will be playing golf, talking about how his fat sloppy ass uh, didn't lose to the China or the virus. Because I think, you know, that's like the thing is like, is he faking it because he did so bad at the debate? And I'm not here to talk about a ton of politics. The only thing I want to talk about really is my own behavior and how we can react to things. Because last night I reacted, whatever, like a comedian, but pretty poorly, right? I reacted how Trump probably would have reacted if he found out like, you know, someone he didn't like had a disease. Because you know what? He did it. When Hillary Clinton had pneumonia, he was doing an impression of her being sick. So whatever. Um, And look, when people go low, you go high, I'll go low. I'm ready to go low. But I thought about that old man and I was like, that old man is Trump, right? He's elbowing this young Asian kid, which is the China virus, right? And he's saying, oh, you ain't shit, China virus, right? And he's just bowing up because he's old. And, and he's angry. He's angry that he's old. He's angry at the world, but he's sad. And then I started seeing like Trump differently. I started seeing him as just like an old man. And it's like, should I be that kid? Because last night I was punching Trump in the face. But here I am telling this kid to back away from an old man, an old angry man. And so I kind of want to change my attitude towards it. Do I want uh, bad things to happen to him? No. Do I want him to kind of learn a lesson from this if it's true that he does have it? Yeah. Um, because it's the thing. My father, right, he, was, he had a big ego growing up. He was a cancer doctor. When you're a doctor that saves people's lives, people tell you you're fucking fantastic. It's kind of like being a comedian, but even I think times 10, because you're saving lives. People treat you. I've, I've had people tell me that my dad is like Jesus. And um, my father, he growing up, he had, a, he had a, like, he was very tough, you know, he was a tough guy, you know. And uh, even when he hit a golf ball, he fucking crushed a golf ball and he crushed work and he worked 80 to 100 hours a week. And he was just always on edge, you know. Like Trump, my dad, my parents got divorced. We, we weren't, we didn't talk much. I mean, I, I, we weren't like estranged by any means. Oh shit. Wait a second. Oh boy. Sorry. I, I got a package from Amazon. So we weren't estranged by any means. Um, but you know, we did, we weren't that close. My dad still had a ton of ego when it came to my mom being angry all the time. And then, um, you know, a little later in life, he started to chill out a little bit, right? He became a grandparent. Usually when a parent becomes a grandparent, they kind of relax a little bit, right? Become a little nicer. And then my dad got cancer. My dad was a cancer doctor. He retired six months after um, retiring. He was working out for the first time probably ever in a long time and uh, he was benching or whatever. And he had a sore peck. And when he was in the shower, he felt his pecs, his, you know, big fat titties. And he had cancer. He had breast cancer. Um, My dad is very funny about it. He's like, so my dad had to get a mastectomy, right? 
So he only has one pet. And he, you know, he'll say like, oh, I wish they removed the other one so I can have a better golf swing. You know, he's like, I'll make the tour. It's like a take it all the way back. You know, he, he, he has a, uh, but you know, whatever. So he felt this lump in his breast. He's a cancer doctor right away. He knew what it was. Uh, a week later he got the surgery and then he went through chemo and he realized that he's mortal. Right. And I, I think when you deal with cancer all the time, you almost have to like pretend like you have to be so disassociated with death. Um, because if not, you're going to be the most hypochondriac because you're seeing people die all the time. And it's proof that people die young, you know? So I think he almost thought that he would never die in a way, or at least told himself that. Um, and he got the cancer and he went through chemo and he became on the other side, such a nicer, warmer um, person. Now, part of it is, you know, he, he didn't have the job anymore. So, you know, uh, he didn't completely focus on that. But, you know, our conversations after him dealing with that disease changed everything. It changed everything. And, and we became closer. And, we, and he asked me about, you know, my life. And he was involved in my life. And we laugh. And we have such a great relationship. And part of me is hoping that COVID, if he really does have it, Trump, if he gets really sick, instead of using it to be like, I fucked it up, I killed it, I'm the best. That's my great Trump impression. Uh, hopefully he takes this and goes, you know what? This disease is real. Not, not only is it real, I'm starting to really have empathy for the 200,000 people that died. And I want to be better. Now, I don't want him to win the president, see? And, but I hope he learns um, from this and isn't such a mean, sad old man. So I'm not like so angry with him anymore as much when I think about it more today or so happy, that is. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, Here's two amazing stories. The puddles too. Some of you, I, I'm getting a lot of good feedback about the solo stuff. Some people don't love it, but you know what? I ain't going to change boy. I ain't going to change. All right. Here's a, two stories and then we'll get going. Uh, last summer I was on college trip to Peru, a medical mission trip. Wow. Brag a little bit. And a bunch of kids from other colleagues met us in Cusco. Uh, it's like Costco, but a city, I think. Um, I meet this guy from John Hopkins, that Ivy League D. <laughs> I love Ivy League D because, like, it's obviously Ivy League dick, and you just think, like, it comes with a rich father. And we started hooking up all week. On the last day of the trip, all the students on the trip went to Machu Picchu, and I got horrifying food poisoning. Oh, it's the worst. I got food poisoning once from eating uh, chicken that wasn't cooked. It's fucking terrible. Okay, I was up all night projectile vomiting, but obviously had to hook up with John Hopkins' man on our last night in Peru. You're so horny. And you, like, this is the thing. When you go on a trip, 
juices are flowing. I get it, right? Like you're throwing up, you're shitting. You're like, I'm going to clean myself up just so I could come one more time so I, so I could feel like I eat, pray, loved it. Sounds like you eat, prayed, shitted it. But here we go. Uh, we were staying in a sketchy hotel, and the John Hopkins man said when he saw an open room that we could sneak into for the night since we both had two other roommates in our hotel rooms. Long story short, as soon as I brush my teeth from the vom sesh, sessions, I meet him in this open room, but there's luggage and a toothbrush in the bathroom, which was weird, but I didn't think anything of it. Who goes into a room where there's luggage and doesn't... <laughs> it's such a college fucking story, dude. Oh, yeah, I didn't think anything of it um, because the guy... Um, you know, had all his clothes and uh, it was written on the wall that he was staying there. I didn't think anything of it though. Uh, but I didn't think uh, we bone and then fall asleep. 4 a.m. hits and we hear the door and we had locked jiggle because someone was coming in. Long story short, as soon as I brush my teeth from the vom sessions, I meet him with this open room, but oh shit. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. We bone, 4 a.m. hits and we hear the door. We scramble to get dressed and hid in the shower while he used the bathroom and got in bed. Holy shit. Oh my God. We counted the five and ran out and he got out of bed and started chasing us down the hall. We sprinted to our rooms and he never caught us. Wop vibe killer. You were still had a wet ass pussy for that. Like, what were you going to do? You were going to fuck again? If anything, I would think that would make it more whoppy. Nothing makes my fucking dick wetter than almost getting killed in another country. Holy shit. Oh my God. That is so fucking great. I love this story. I love everything about it. There's something about going abroad and risking your life. Like imagine doing that at 30. Like, oh, I went into a hotel room. There was luggage and, and a toothbrush. But, you know, I fucked this other guy. And, like, we just stumbled in and we fucked. And then we, like, only in college is this story not fucking insane. Like, in college, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see how you almost got stabbed so you could almost come, which you probably got, probably didn't fuck that good because the guy went to Hopkins. All right, one more quick story and then we'll get this going. I was in Vegas and it was some BMX shit event and a group of my friends and I were getting drunk with the guys. We eventually went back to my room with these little men. <laughs> Women don't give a fuck, dude. If you're not 5'10 or higher, just die. Seriously. This is what I love it, dude. I mean, obviously they're BMX riders. They're probably like jockeys. <laughs> to be a BMX rider, you have to be so little. Oh. Anyways, and then one went down. Oh, and then one went down on me while one was kissing me. And then I freaked out and made them both stop. I was worried about two dicks at once, even from little men. So then one went in my bathroom and put on the hotel robe and stuck my friend's panty liners all over his face and asked if they were eye masks. Wow, he was before the time. This was pre-COVID, like Notre Dame. Then I was like, all sexual buzz is gone, and we kicked him out. By the way, my friend was having sex with one of them on the couch directly across the bed. 
I was getting two for one on. Jesus, this sounds like it. This should be a Mountain Dew commercial, <laughs> right? You just see BMXers doing backflips, going home and going and like double teaming a girl with pantyhose on their face. Anyways, great fucking story. I love it. Again, you're on vacation. Anything happens, especially in Vegas. If you want to fucking two dwarf BMX guys to go down on you, you just, you do it. And then you forget about it until you get HPV. All right. That's the first part. That was the puddles too. Again, thank you so much for listening. And seriously, I, I have a Patreon dot com sign up there's more episodes on there it really helps me it supports the podcast um patreon.com puddles with andrew collin go check it out uh on the podcast today she's incredible i met her really via through instagram if you have instagram you need to follow her she really does make me so happy and i see so much of myself in this in this woman uh, she goes by the average, her name on, on Instagram is the average fashion blogger. And, um, she's unreal. And her real name is Courtney Parchman. And I really think she could be one of the funniest people on earth. She really is that funny. Uh, and she's so honest. And so, uh, I just loved her and I loved the conversation we had. So, uh, once again, Courtney Parchman. Thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Don't believe fire. Talk to you next week. Yo, so this is an ad, uh, not for anyone else except for your boy, Puddle Boy. Uh, go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com and go to shop and you'll see all my new merch. I have so much great Puddle stuff. Um, it really is like crazy how much cool shit there is. So uh, go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go, uh, go shop. Buy yourself a gift. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks. Hey, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. And- <laughs> I really shouldn't have had someone under 24 on this thing. No, I am 24. Oh, okay. Then you're good. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, dude, so I just learned your last name like today when I was putting it yeah. into the email. Courtney Parchman, also mm-hmm. known as the average fashion blogger. Yeah. Um, do you want to show me the surprise now? or? Yeah. Well, just preface, preface. Um, Andrew was just like, because I was like, wait, can you start the podcast so I can show him the surprise? And he was like, yeah, doesn't that suck like when you want to give someone something like it's more exciting for you to give it to me than it is for me to get it. But you're not. <laughs> it's just that got a little puppy. There's nothing for you. It's all for me. Yeah. So what is that a rescue? Did you save him from an oil rig? <laughs> okay, no, his um, owner was homeless. And so he was, he's a street pup. And have you um, washed it? I got it. I'm not even kidding you. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> you got to wash it. You're going to get fucking rabies or you're going to give it rabies. I don't know. She's got hiccups right now. Thank you. Okay. You got to get um, shots. Give it shots. She has had one round, but the owner was homeless. And so she's a street pup, but was following a Doberman 
around for the past two months, and then the owner just went to jail. So, um, wait, who was following around a Doberman? The owner? This little pup. Uh, little. I like the idea that like a homeless person was like, "I'm gonna just trust this Doberman wherever it takes me. I'm gonna go." Yeah. That's Wouldn't that be kind of fun to just trust a dog to lead your whole life? I mean, I kind of feel like I have done that. Um, are you saying that you wish you were the little puppy following the Doberman or you wish you were the homeless person just letting the Doberman take over? Homeless person. Letting the Doberman. Yeah. No, I think, I think it'd be more fun. Like how much more fun would it be if like a blind person's dog wasn't trained at all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be ugly. There'd be a lot of death. Um, like, I love the puppy. I just like, yeah, let's just make it about this this dog that you just stole from a homeless person. No, we I, don't have to do that. I, I feel like you kidnapped this dog and there's a sad, just not even a homeless person. This is a sad little girl. Uh, you just yeah. stole it from her family because that dog looks well-rested. <laughs> it's definitely well-rested. And I stripped it from someone's hand. <laughs> And ran away. And then I just, like, claim to be a foster care. Did you put anything heavy in her hand so she, like, thinks, like, oh, no, the dog's still here? Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I didn't think that far ahead. I stripped and ran. Yeah, it's, like, Dumb and Dumber when they – remember they stole the blind kid's bird? or And yeah. then they give the bird back, and it's dead. And the blind kid doesn't know the bird's dead. And he's just like, oh, pretty bird. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So when yeah. I'm envisioning, do you put a dead dog in this girl's hands? And <laughs> just swapped it out. <laughs> yeah, we were like taking it. It's so little. We were like, perfect football size. Just a little, little bit of catch. Well, no, I'm happy for you. I mean, I don't see this going well. Like I see you like really getting the attention and loving this. But I think in about two months, that dog's going to be homeless again. Okay. Uh, so... Well, uh, as, if she feels more at home homeless, I'll put her back on the streets. And if she feels more at home with the owner going to jail, I'll go to jail. So she just might be homeless and yeah. So I got to just like, maybe we'll just like talk kind of normal now. Um, right. No, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Are you kidding me? I love this. I love you. I, I really wanted to like, I'm sure you get it a lot, like that people hate you but I don't. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that comment to you? I'll get like, I never find women funny, but I think <laughs> it's like a very just like backhanded. Yeah, I never find like old Jews with a list funny, but like you somehow? like- Somehow? <laughs> somehow you're still not funny. And I, that's where the real left turn happens. Yeah. Um, no, you're so funny. I forget, I think Nikki Glazer, um, who you've met, right? Like in person. Yeah. Um, I think she was the first person to show me your videos on Instagram. Nikki has done more PR for me than I could have ever paid someone. Same with me. I think we both owe her. I mean, it's funny that you've been able to be so successful off of it, and I've been able to get a tenth of the followers <laughs> that you have. My B. You got a Puddles podcast. <laughs> I was signed. I'm in a new apartment now. Um, you are? Yeah, I just moved in. I'm in, I live in the East Village now in New York City. Like, oh. I've lived such a sh 
in such shitholes for nine years. And now I live alone in kind of a shithole, but a studio. Yeah. And um, it feels like a hotel room. Uh-huh. And like, I was thinking about, it, I was like, oh, when I live with someone, I just spend all my time in my little room anyways. Like, this is actually a big bedroom. Like, yeah. you could look at it differently, you know? Like, oh my God, I have all this. But, but my point being is like, I went and I got, um, I feel like we're very similar in a lot of ways. Like, where uh, we kind of lean into being disasters. Yeah, whenever things are going good in my life, I'm way less funny and things just like aren't as fun. But if I'm living, you know, This is really amazing, like, whatever's happening with your charger. What's going on? Oh, there's so much happening. This, uh, yeah, it was all Anyways. funny in the beginning, but now this puppy is just tearing up everything in front of me. Um, <laughs> I'm This whole entire time, if you see my shoulders like slightly moving, it's because I'm training a dog under here. <laughs> okay. Um, no, yeah, for sure. Things are, life is so much more fun whenever it's like all going to shit. But here's the thing. I think when you do, uh, when you kind of, when your audience is like, there's no buffer, like you're able to show how funny you are, like in a, like without being a disaster. But like, I think because social media and like this is who I am and they get to know who you are the idea of you that yeah. you feel like you have to lean into that when actually you probably could be separated <laughs> from yeah like Does when that make sense? Piece, yeah when being a piece of shit is your brand you can't not be one <laughs> you have to stay on brand forever I get that's why I get nervous about getting older because I'm like at some point this is not going to be fun like there are moments where I like take my ad or I'll clean my room like think about getting a therapist and I'm like, if I do this, my content will be shit. Like, it's not an option to take care of myself. Can I be honest? I think your fans would love it. If I got my shit together? You don't have to, like, fully get it together. Like, okay, for me, I was, I was you. Like, a million percent. I just wasn't smart enough to put it on camera. There was no social media yeah. when I was your age. I was a disaster, right? I was probably worse than you in a way, but not as funny. But, um... And then, like, no, that is, like, I never bought cups. People love that. I, I don't wash my sheets. People love that. I live with rats and mice and other ferments. Ferment? Vermits? Anyways. And, like, with it, and then I started taking Zoloft. I went to therapy. And I have started to get myself a little together. You know what I mean? Like, and people love to see, like, a, a transition. Right? They love now, to see a little glow up. A little glow. A little before and after. Like you put a sunflower dress on and people go wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Oh. And if that is, if it's low rise, little V cut, I mean, if I'm growing into like my womanhood, oh my God. Dude, it's so funny though when like people are like, I like would put it like a suit on or a button down on. They're like, look at you. And it's like, how disgusting and shitty do you think I am? Yeah. Or a little bit of like self-respect for myself is like, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start getting like really um, sweet DMs being like, I just am like so proud of you for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, yeah, we're taking the brand a little too far. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I, uh, it's so funny that we like came into it organically. Cause that's what I was thinking about talking to you about it. Like, Cause you, you started this when, whatever your Instagram page, average fashion blogger. Yeah. Right? Like, just the name alone is so funny. The idea that, like, 
so many women, even men too, but like take fashion so serious. Yeah. And like, whether it's magazines or society, whoever tells you to be, uh, that you have to uh, wear the latest Zara, I don't know any women brands. So yeah, Zara's a great one. Um, where did you, like, how did you decide, like, oh, no, I'm going to lean into wearing a chili shirt with chili on it? Like, yeah. Like, um, why well, did you, I mean, I'm sure that's probably who you are. And really, like, you're not. Yeah. Well, I think if I, like, had known I was making something, like, so against the grain, I probably wouldn't have done it because that's just, like, a lot of courage. But, like, I was in college and I was just making fun of my friend who's a fashion blogger. And she walked in and I was like, oh my God, um, let me be on your blog. And then I was wearing sweats at the time. So I was like, let me, I'll just make my own account with my own outfits where I just like dress like a piece of shit. Like that'd be so funny for me and my friends. And so it really just started as a joke. Like I didn't have any intentions of it getting bigger. And then I just kept posting on it, thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And then um, I just kind of kept growing. And then since then, I think I found like more of the voice of it, which is like, literally we're all just pieces of shit like we're just having fun we're just trying our best and so that's kind of how it started and like got to where it is but I didn't I didn't mean to like lean into it but growing up like when you were in high school did you go to college yeah or were you like a thespian were you like is that no um I was like a sorority girl (laughs) really what school did you go to I went to Oklahoma State okay is that where are you from Oklahoma I'm from Texas okay we're in Texas Dallas. Oh, okay. Are Where you from? No, I'm from Florida, but you're from the South. I didn't know you were from the South. Yeah. And so then you went, so like, but Dallas, I mean, that is the home of blonde hair, fake mm-hmm. tits, fake tan, uh, yeah. jewelry, dressed up. And when did, so when you were in college, did you like lean into the whole like debutante or were you just like, this is. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how, I guess my mom, she never really dressed up. Like, she's just so, like, about, my mom is, like, the sweetest person. She's just, like, whatever's on the inside, that's, like, her big motto. It's, like, what's on the inside, it counts. And so, I, just to me, like, physical appearance and, like, how you dress yourself never weighed on my opinion of people. So, I guess it just never weighed on my opinion of myself. So, it never changed. Do you, you feel know? like, okay, this I don't want to get too uh, therapy, oh. but do you do feel have- like uh, when you're able to dress, if you dress sloppy, right? Yeah. Because I, I feel this when I dress sloppy. It's like, okay, well, no one's paying attention to me, so I could actually feel more confident in my sloppiness. And it's kind of actually a way to kind of hide yourself from like trying to look good. and But you know what I mean? Like, does that- like deeper, do you think, do we think there are deeper roots to this? Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest fears is being overdressed. Like I would rather show up to like <laughs> the fanciest ball in like shorts and a t-shirt than um, show up like a tiny bit more dressed to class than everyone else. Because you get the attention. But you also get the attention yeah. when you dress shitty. Like people are like, oh, that person doesn't care. Wow. Look at, look at her go wearing a salami yeah. shirt you know I, I wonder if it's like if you don't dress nice enough you get the attention that's like oh they don't care they must be like um it doesn't matter but then if you dress like too nice then it's like oh they care but in the wrong direction mm. you know yeah 
I mean, so I don't what, think it's bad. Sorry, you keep going. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead. You don't like think- if like I have friends that like to dress up for every occasion. I think it's like cute as hell. So it's it doesn't like change my opinion of other people, but I think it's just like an internal thing. Part of me when I when I would be like go out get fucking hammered and I would dress down when my buddies would look fucking cool and like their theory shirt button downs and looking they're looking hot as hell you know and I'm not a bad looking guy but like I I think I would lean into getting as fucked up as possible and looking as shitty as possible to like almost protect myself in a way but um but yeah I don't know people find it endearing people love the fact when you know I could show my counter and there's 55 LaCroix empty cans Mm-hmm. No one wants to show that, but everyone probably has at least 10 cans, you know? Yeah. But why don't you think people can can be that vulnerable? Or why is that, I like, looked at as being vulnerable? Um, I don't, I really, I think TikTok, do you have a TikTok? I do, but I only have one video up there. Do you ever, like, spend time on it? Too much time. And oh I feel God. like a creeper. And I also feel fatter than ever. And uh-huh. I also higher than ever. What's that? Green time higher than ever. Dude, TikTok is is crack. It's like if Instagram is cocaine, it's 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 heroin. TikTok. Yeah. And I don't learn anything. It's like watching the Kardashians. I feel like TikTok is because mm-hmm. you don't learn anything. You just it's mindless. And next thing you know, five hours later, you know. Literally five hours. Are you on TikTok? Do you utilize that as well? I mean, yeah, I actually just got in trouble yesterday on TikTok. But hang on, what I was gonna say about it is that um, everyone seems more comfortable, like show being more authentic there. And I think it's just like this new idea because before Facebook was like pretty, like you control more of the narrative. Instagram, you do as well, but like now on TikTok, like, it's not cool to be, like, put together, and now, like, it's more appreciated to be, like, just yourself, and there's, you know, it's like a... Oh, really? Connection. connection. Do you not think that? I was thinking it was almost the opposite, where, like, the filters are so fake, and the skin is always perfect, and, like, it's just all hot people. I don't, and I feel like no one's being, but then every once in a while, you get a very sad video, like, my dog ate my dad, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. They died yesterday. Here's a 15 picture montage, and here's me eating cake. And you're like, oh, people are. But in all, I mean, I just, I don't, maybe I don't see it, but I just see like people dancing that try to be as hot as possible. Yeah. They're very ugly, and they're doing the same dance, and they're like, wow, look at that ugly person go. I don't. <laughs> There's so I much. Don't... <laughs> and then like the comments are like, these comments did not pass the vibe chat. Like it's the weirdest stuff. Well, it's all such young people that yeah. are on TikTok. Uh, Instagram is still uh, the best for me. Did you watch Social Network? Mm-hmm. Or not Social Network, uh, Social Dilemma? Yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, I feel like we're, all, we're both like so in tune with our, we already knew a lot of that shit, I feel like, even though we don't act on it. Like, we know it's fucking, like, what it is, you know, and why they do it and how they make you keep coming back with notifications and keeping you on there as long as possible. But I do think like the everyday person that doesn't use social media to like make money and like make a living or, or like build a career off of it, they might've learned some shit, you know? Yeah. It made me delete a few things. Really? 
I've deleted Twitter millions of times. I hate Twitter. Yeah, really? What do you, you like Twitter? Um, I, I don't have like really a presence on Twitter. So like for me, Twitter's fun to just like tweet like random shit. It, there's no pressure on it. Same with me, actually. I have like 4,000 followers. So I'll just like, yeah. you know, tweet my, my dicks inside my belly or something. You know, like, just yeah, something fun. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That'll get good. I actually had one tweet go like uber fucking viral mm-hmm. and it did nothing and changed nothing really yeah. yeah and i mean it went as viral as a tweet could go it's so funny because my tweets usually bump and i'm a right like i'm a comic like i just don't write like that or like to i i mm-hmm. instagram is just so much more visual and and uh you're so good at it i mean what when you talk to the camera do you you really like you're almost like Truman Showish, but you know if the camera's there, but you don't make it aware. Like you and Heather McMahon are extremely good at it. Oh my god, Heather is I Heather is so good. She's on another level. She's good at like everyday delivering and being very vulnerable with her life. I think because I'm always posting, it feels like I'm more vulnerable with my life. But like as far as like what I, the only thing I do on there in my eyes, maybe I'm posting more than what I realize, but I feel like I'm just doing bits. That's like in the situation I'm in, but it's not really like telling you how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. anything. And I, Heather's very good at just being like, this is my life. Like every day I'm like at the end of the day, wanting to know what happened because I have to keep up. But I feel like I saw one of your stories where you were crying recently, but is that, was that act, was that a bit? Almost every, oh God. Do I say it? Every I, cry is I a bit. I never take a picture of myself crying. I would actually crying. Yeah. I don't like think maybe yeah. um, I'll see like, so maybe something sad will happen. And I'll be like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then be like, oh, it'd be funny if I posted a story where I was crying about something like this or like, this is so stupid. It'd be funny if I, and then I will cough until I have to throw up and then I'll look like I'm crying. And then. <laughs> and that. then you'll throw up and kill two birds. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Ah! Dude, so that's, I mean, but what you just said there, you're like, well, this would be good. Like, do you constantly think like that? Like, because then you're not present and then you're thinking about what would, it's kind of like when I'm talking to a friend about something juicy that's going to be on the podcast, I'm like, shut the fuck up, save it for the pod, whatever. It's a horrible way to live, I think, you know? Yeah, terrible. uh, Oh, this would be a great idea. I got to go home and make this video real quick. I can't hang out with you anymore. Or what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are we living for our followers, you know? And how much does that, like, go into what we decide to do in our real lives? And yeah. what is real? Uh-huh. That, you know what I mean? Like, I, It goes not- so much deeper. I think for us, like, the notification, like, keeping you addicted to your phone is surface level compared to, like, the mind manipulation that we do, that we go through every day to post. Like, yeah. it, it is fucked we're fucked dude my first post was a just a picture of a starboard a starburst like mm-hmm. on the floor you know like i didn't expect one like from that yeah you know what i mean and i would be caught dead i wouldn't be whatever like posting something that's guaranteed to fail but like that's it's so funny when you see like people's instagram and whether they're like big butt models or whatever there's always that one day where they're like they show a little bit more ass or 
they're a little bit more absurd and like, oh, I need to lean into this. And then their whole life changes. Yeah, it really does. Um, I'm surprised that you can do, not, I know you grew up doing stand-up, but I can't do stand-up because I'm so used to like perfecting, because I know what's going to hit and what's not on Instagram at this point. Like I know if a story is good, I can do it a million times until I hit it right. But I can't get myself to do stand-up because like I can't, I don't have that. I can't take eight takes of a joke, but you just, mm, take it yeah. But here's the thing you take the takes in front of people and then you just kind of, you do it so much. I don't know. Stand up to me. Like it's been a, like I've done it so inconsistently now because of COVID and even like kind of before that I was just doing stand up when I was on the road with Nikki. But um, you know, I hate when people are, I just stand up. It's just like, I love stand up, but I just feel like it becomes so preachy and like, so like, I don't know. It's like held on like a high regard and it's very hard, but it's just like, you got to bomb 3000 times before, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. And I, I think you'd be great. And you shouldn't, I don't think they're connected. I think funny's funny. And I, and I think that, um, you could go up there with nothing and be fantastic i really do and just tell like a funny story about your life or do characters or whatever the fuck you do mm-hmm. and and you'd be great i don't i think you tell yourself we tell ourselves these things yeah. like oh i couldn't do this because i could do this eight times or is it deeper like i can't do this because i'm afraid to fail in front of oh, people um, yeah so i wouldn't tell yourself that you're extremely funny you're so much funnier than fucking so much of the rest of the world and comics that are Who? successful Listen. sam i'm kidding do not what's that oh, say, <laughs> oh yeah i'll tell i'll make a list <laughs> no i'm kidding no but like I, I yeah i just i do that too man i always do that like i'd be like oh like, i can't act because like i'm more like this you know we're i'm more yeah. this, and we have like this idea of who we are like mm-hmm. i can't get my life together it's the same shit i can't get my life together because i can't be funny with my life together yeah, yeah. You can. yeah, you you'll can. figure it out. Yeah, I guess you'll so. be you'd be funny if you were. You'd be even funnier in a fucking like, like you whatever. Just so, like just as funny in anything you would do. You're just funny. You know what I mean? Funny is funny. You know what I was thinking? I don't know if it was last night or the night before, but I was like, there is someone that could, cause like you'll get random comments like you're not funny. And there is someone that could say that and think that. And it's truly, at the end of the day, it's an opinion. So it's the same as me being like, Brussels sprouts are fucking nasty. Like, no one can tell me that they're not. Because to me, like, I hate the taste of it. And someone could watch my stuff and literally just hate my comedy. And it's not like they're being rude. It's just, like, in their opinion and, like, from their experience, they're just like, I hate when you try to be funny. And it's like, they're not, it is just, someone could truly just have that opinion and not mean any harm by it. But it's just, like, to them a fact. That is bizarre. It's, it's, and then they could watch, you know, someone fall into a a pile of dog shit or do a prank in the hood, you know, and almost get shot and be like, dude, that's funny, you know, or like, but it's how you're raised. Like some people just like all the comedy they've seen isn't like satirical or, or, or any like highbrow and I'm saying, like, low, a fart is always funny. Like, always. I'm not saying lowbrow is not, not funny, but it's just like, 
they just might not get it. And when someone doesn't get something, they quickly want to say it's not funny because it didn't hit them. So obviously, and they're smart. I'm smart. I should get this. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks their opinion is, uh, is like, yeah. So I get that all the time, dude. And the problem is is you focus on that one comment more than the 90,000 positive comments. Uh Absolutely. And I mean, not even in like, um, how could someone not think I'm funny, but just the fact that like, we really do have different, everyone just has a different sense of humor. I think it like all just clicked and I was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, there's people out there that fucking hate, uh, you know, um, Bill Burr or, or I'm trying to think like, I mean, not, I mean, he's kind of polarizing, but like, what's like the funniest movie on earth, right? There's, Oh, my buddy had a funny, he goes, if you go on YouTube and you look up Mozart's like, or Beethoven symphony, whatever, it has like 10,000 dislikes. It's the most amazing piece of art on earth. And 10,000 people were like, eh, eh. So now (laughs) think about you, you know. Making a stupid joke. And then it's like, oh, it's crazy. So, yeah. So then, you know, I mean, it's hard, though, because, you know, sometimes a comment of like just like you're not funny is like whatever. But if it's like a comment of like that really sees you and kind of you kind of see yourself in that and you're like, oh, my God, I'm not camouflage. Oh, they see. And even if that's a lie to yourself as well, that's when it starts to hurt, you know? Yeah. But then you find out if you ever write those people they'll go, oh my God, I was having a bad day. Or, oh my God, I love you, but you didn't write back to my comment. Oh my God, mm-hmm. you know, I DM'd you and you thought you were too good for me or whatever. And and uh, you usually find out that it has nothing to do with, with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, Larry David, he, you know, from Curb, he fucking would talk about how, you know, he'd go in New York, he'd come to New York and everyone would be like, we love you, Larry. We fucking love you. And then one guy would go, you suck, Larry. And for five days, all he's thinking about yeah. is the you suck guy. He's worth $200 million or $500 million, whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, but it pushes us. I think because we're so sensitive mm-hmm. is why we're funny because you observe shit because you're constantly having anxiety and, and doubt and insecurity. That yeah. Co- might cause you to kind of uh, see things, right? Yeah. And it, I think it lets us like really connect with people. Cause it's like, we, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's cause we're wired this way, but like, I think everyone feels what we feel, but we just talk, we can joke about it. Cause it's like, to us, that's not embarrassing, you know? Like yeah. it's all out there. And I think that's just part of it. Yeah, I was talking to someone, I was like, who brought up a good point? Because I always felt like, because I share my, like, my, you know, most embarrassing stories, and I I, um, I feel like I'm, like, very vulnerable with, like, things in my life. And you're like, yeah, just because you share those things doesn't mean you're, like, connected to them. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people are like, oh, my God, how how can you do that? It's like... Oh, because I have no feeling. Like, I don't even realize this is a big deal at yeah. all. Like, I'm not, and, you know, and I don't know. Um, what, uh, 
What was I going to say? If someone um, recognizes you or like comes up to you, um, do you, are you uncomfortable or comfortable by the thought of like them knowing like a lot about you? Well, I've hooked up with girls and they're like, I know more about you than, than you do me. And I'm like, I listen to all your podcasts. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, everything. Yeah. And you're still here. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, why yeah. are you in bed with me? Or like, why are you? Yeah, I don't get, re- I get recognized a little bit. I would feel like you probably get recognized more. Why? How do you feel when it happened? Um, when it first started happening, I was weird as hell towards them. Like, I would, I was just like, they'd be like, do you have an Instagram? Like, you're from Instagram. And I'd be like, well, I have an Instagram. Like, literally make them like, fet- like, I would be so weird about it. But now, like, they see... I assume if they're coming up, like to them, they see me as a friend of theirs. So I just like treat them like a friend. I'm like, hey, what's up? But. Are you like, are you doing, I'm trying like, with you with your Instagram presence, are you able to monetize it? Or are you just a little bit? I mean. Yeah, um, I don't like get money per post, but if I do a brand deal, I yeah. can get, which I don't do them too often. But if I think there's a way I can like really make it work and. You did a brand. What did you do? You did something for a brand the of video. One. Which one? The Hyundai one. Yeah, so yeah, funny, dude. Again, I'm so excited. It's so funny. Um, You're so yeah. funny. Have you tried out for SNL or anything? No, um, I think I still have a lot to grow. I don't think I am there yet. I need to grow comedy-wise and confidence-wise before I'm ready to dive in. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything on stage? Mm-hmm. Like. No. I had to, so I work for Comedy Central right now, and we had to do stand-up for the audition. And like, I finished that one, and I was like, I get it. This was the craziest feeling afterwards, like that rush of just like connecting to a crowd of people and like hearing them laugh. I was like, damn, that is wild. But um, I definitely think once quarantine's over, I'll take more stabs at it, but I haven't really done much. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. It's hard. Like when, again, it's like one of those things where it's like, Oh, you know, I'll be ready when I'm ready. Like that idea of like, Oh, at this point, when I do this, this, and this, I'll be ready for this. But I don't know if that ever really happens, you know, like you're always growing. So to like, I don't know. It's hard because I go through the same thing where I, I feel like I, I'm not worthy of something or not worth, you know what I mean? Like I'm not ready or, or I should, um, you know, those other people are better than me because mm-hmm. they've taken this. You didn't take any like growlings or nothing like those improv. So I've been growlings and I've failed beginner both times. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are right. (laughs) If I take it one more time, um, I get kicked out of school. (laughs) If I take it one more time and I don't pass. Why don't you pass? What's wrong? I don't know. The first time I was like, oh, yeah, I see that. Second time I was like, what? But I mean. Do you think that the teacher will Google you and have a vendetta against you because you're more successful than them? Um, I don't think so. I think this teacher. He was very like by the book, like X, Y, Z had to happen in order for a scene to be successful. And I was like, if the crowd is laughing, this seems successful. So. You know what? Maybe you failing is just more proof that you should be on SNL. 
you know, because fuck yeah, the I'm, system. Fuck the system. But I'm Walt Disney. I'm the Walt Disney in this situation. Well, I don't think he ever acted. Well, he just failed a lot. Of <laughs> yeah. Albert Einstein couldn't tie his hair. Yeah, couldn't tie his hair. Albert Einstein, I don't know if a lot of people know this, used to eat his own nipples. No, he didn't. Yeah. Physically, he didn't. Yeah, no. Benjamin Franklin used to shit in his hand and eat it and then shit out uh, toothpaste. And if he didn't do that, how would he have made the inventions he made? I was about to list them, but I realized I have no idea. <laughs> the lightning bolt. Yeah. The tree. I like just like giving some guy all the inventions of God. No, of God. Like the tree, the cloud. The seventh day. Yeah, never would have happened. Dude, what, like, what's the, what is your most embarrassing story? Like, what are some stories of your life that, like, do you tell a lot of stories to your friends when you get drunk or is it, or do you have any, like, go-to stories where you were like, oh, my God, this might end my life. Like, I should end my life. Because mm. you get pretty blacked out, I've noticed, every once in a while. <laughs> My memory and you're also into like your un- your dad's friends or whatever. we could talk about that too. And maybe that's yeah. a bit, but we've got a few topics. Um, what if I was like, no, I'm like genuinely into my dad. Um, dad's no. friends, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, your dad's uh, hot, dude. Are your parents together? My parents are together. Okay. Um, my dad was my coach growing up, so we have like a very odd relationship. And I actually think like last month, my sister was like, oh, you haven't made like a dad fucking joke in a while and I was like I don't think I think they're funny anymore something happened and I was like this shit's not funny oh dad you want to fuck your own dad or just fuck dad yeah I used to think it was like so funny to have a crush on your own dad that or to is- just be like and to think that like everyone th- else thinks it's the like common knowledge being like guys I just like don't know what to do when I get around my dad you know and just like think that's like um relatable and yeah no I get it I mean I want my mom I always want to eat her ass is that what you're talking about? No, oh, yeah, it definitely sounds different when someone else is singing a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat your oh, dad. I want to I eat your dad's ass. Is that how it works? <laughs> I think he'd be down. <laughs> Wait, what, what, did, what sport did you play? Um, I played softball pretty competitively. Oh. oh. Did you play at Oklahoma State? No. I oh. quit my senior year. Got burnt Wait, out. Softball's no fucking joke. What position did you play? Joke third base. Dude. They pitch, like, first of all, you're like 10 feet away from the pitcher, and they throw that fucking ball. It's so fast. So fast. And so your dad was the coach. Was he, like, overbearing with you and, like, too um, much? He was, like, and, and I, too hot, you know? It, it was just, like, too I was like, how am I going to handle you? You're yelling at me and you're hot. What am I going to do about that? <laughs> you think I was just act normal? Um, no, he was just – I could have been really, really good, like – um, probably gone to a good college for it, but I just like didn't care enough. So it was just a very like contrasting thing where he's like, just fucking work. And I'd be like, yeah, not going to do that. Yeah. I, I had a dad that like never came to a game. So maybe who knows, you know, maybe a dad in the middle of that would have been great. You know? Oh yeah. Dad right in the middle. Oh uh, yeah. Dad in the middle. It's a good show on NBC. Daddy in the middle. <laughs> Daddy in the middle. <laughs> Wait, so what's some embarrassing stories from your life? Oh, God. I'm trying to think. Do you have any embarrassing, like, sex stories? Or do you even talk about sex? Or are you, I don't even like, really talk about it. Yeah, I don't blame you. 
Yeah, when I got that text, I was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you went and had sex with someone. I was just kidding about this. I, like, I don't know. I, I just sometimes people have absurd sex stories or absurd oh, drinking time, stories. The first time I hooked up with a guy, um, it was like not that long ago, like went home with one. And it was in a hotel. <laughs> and because I please, because I, I was. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I was fostering a different dog. And. Um, so you had fleas at your place? I had fleas at my place. I just flea bombed it. So I like had to stay somewhere else. And hotwire.com was doing five-star hotels for $50. So yeah, I had a few nights at a five-star hotel. So I like met this guy on the Facebook marketplace. Wait, where did you meet him? Facebook marketplace. Cause I was buying a rug from him. And then I was being so fucking funny this day. Like, I mean, top three days. And, um, so you guys went on a date and I was like, Oh my God, this is never happened. Wait, 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 go back, go back a second. Wait, so you're buying the rug, right? Yeah. Does he meet you in person or does he just... Yeah. Okay, so you meet to, to buy the rug? Yeah, he had to shove the rug in my car. So we had to meet. Yeah. It was... Yeah. It was... It was about a- <laughs> <laughs> and you um, past 101. Insane. So wait, so he shoves the rug in your car and when does he ask you out? Like after he puts the rug in? Um, yeah. We were like bantering, talking back and forth. I mean, I was being so funny. Like, I left being like, damn, bitch, that, you write that shit down. Um, and then, wait, do you ever have dreams and you're doing material in your dreams and you know it's good in your dreams and you wake up and you're like, damn it. Damn it that I can't remember it to make a thing out of it? Yeah, or like to use it. Mm, not really, but I, I'm not like shutting it down. But I just, my dream, I've been sleeping so bad that like, I don't really even have dreams that I can remember. I don't know. It's weird. Really? Like I wake up every night at four in the morning. I also sleep with my computer and my phone and my TV in the bed. So, and a robot and, <laughs> and Albert Einstein's corpse. I don't know. Oh, great. You're frozen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, we're back. Okay. So, so we were talking, I don't, I don't remember what we ended on when you, uh, we went out, I was being funny. As okay, well. yeah, yeah, you're being hilarious. That's the main takeaway is that I can be funny. Too funny, almost. Yeah. Um, um, no, you were telling me the story about, so you never, re- so you so you had fleas, uh-huh. um, a lot of <laughs> fleas because of a dog. Yeah. And uh, came from the dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so then you got a hotel room, 50 bucks a night. I don't know. You oh, gave him a plug. You gave oh, some, I was telling all the details. You gave some kind of plug. Anyway, so then you bought a carpet, which I'm surprised you bought a carpet when you were staying at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the back just fell. Oh. Yeah, didn't you just make that setup? Oh, God. It's all right. My jet ski guy fell. I, I, I just moved into my new place. It's a Make sure I know, that's it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Okay, so you get the carpet. You you meet the guy. How old is this guy? Like, is he hot? Is he attractive? Does he was it, like twenty nine thirty? Um, how does fine. he ask you out? He just says. I think he was like, hey, "I'd like to see you sometime," and I was like, "Oh my god, fucking date!" And then um, he texted me after that. And then I don't even remember what he did. Nothing exciting. Um, yeah, I was just like. 
We went back to the hotel. This was the first time. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. I, oh, you're, I you're jumping. I can't give you this much detail because I feel like I'm talking to like, um, like a big brother. Oh, I, shut up, dude. If, it would only be like creepy if I was your dad, I guess. Or yeah. not at all, the way you um, Oh, no. Hey, no. y'all. <laughs> so, Spitting details. Um, this so was you, the first. <laughs> you got dinner, right? You got dinner first? Yeah, we got dinner at the bar. And, um, oh, he wasn't great. I'm remembering right now. He wasn't that great. But um, went back to the hotel. This is my first time <laughs> giving head. And I didn't know that you, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is a big thing. Um, you did play softball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I went to fat camp and I didn't know that dyke ball meant softball. And so someone looked at the schedule and was like, oh my God, we're playing dyke ball today. And I went to this because I was like too scared to ask. So I went up to the schedule and I was like, that is the coolest fucking name for softball I've ever heard in my life. And so after that, I just told everyone, I was like, I played dyke ball. Hell yeah. Spike yeah. ball now. It's what? Now, have you heard of spike ball? It's like this new. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. It looks kind of fun. So wait, so it's the first time you ever gave head. You're in a hotel. You got to give head in a hotel. Hotel sex is different. There's no rules. It's you different. Can, you can fuck on top of like the 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 roof. You can fuck on the on the window. You can rub your genitals on on the ice chest. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but this is my first time and I didn't know, oh God, this is so, um, I never talk about this stuff. You're really pulling it out of me. It feels like you want to give it. <laughs> it feels like a little pulling a lot. Doesn't feel pull. Doesn't feel pull. Um, yeah, I didn't know you could, I didn't know you could spit. So I swallowed and then I threw up and then he left. Cause I have a weak stomach. I threw up after shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, um, so, so. Did you, did he do anything to you or you just blew him right away? Um, I just, well, I mean, we were like hooking up. Sorry, I'm doing so on my computer. And then I felt very sick after. Like, I'm telling you, my stomach is so weak. I can only drink, I can only take shots one way. And that's if I pour like orange juice, take a little shot and then pour more orange juice and then swallow that. Very, I'm very picky when it comes to alcohol. So next time you suck a dick. Make sure you have some I'm OJ. Gonna say, hold on. <laughs> Let me pour Chaser, and then we can do this. Yeah. I love the idea of you fucking drinking a little OJ, like getting off the dick, throw a little OJ. <laughs> a little hold on. Way. Hold on. Too much <laughs> pulp. Too much pulp. Wait, so, so, so when did you throw up, though? Did you throw up in the bed, or did you go to the bathroom, and did he hear no, you? No. You're in a hotel room. Yeah, we... We're like talking for a little bit, and then I was like, "I need. I'm sorry, I have to go throw up." And then I just wanted him to leave after that. Oh, you so told him that you have to throw up. I said, "Hey, you gotta go. I'm getting sick." And did he hit you up ever again? He surprisingly. I mean, I would have thought <laughs> never again. The next morning, he texted me because I told him some lie because I didn't want him to stay the night. So I told him some lie to get him to go, and then he asked me about the lie. So then I sent a text. Oh, that's my crazy story. I love that story. I love that you think it's weird. And like, like, and then he texted me. It's like, you still swallowed his cum, you know? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. still hot as fuck that night. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> what, I'm, like, um, I'm scared of my camper followers. 
So I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna say no campers allowed. Okay, well, when you're, uh, yeah, now you won't share this. We could cut it if you share it. No, I'm kidding. So the, um, did you feel like uh, it being your first time, was it worse or better than you thought other than the ending? Um, or whatever, kind of. Oh, this is going to get so deep. I don't want to do. In your throat. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, we don't have to. Yeah. Okay, so then... Okay, I'll stop trying to... I don't think I'm coming off creepy. I never know. No, I don't... You're not coming off creepy. Okay. Um, did you get room service after he left? I did not. Interesting. Yeah. Was this the last up, night called, at a hotel or I no? Called, what? Was this the last... Oh, you called up all your girlfriends? Called up all my girls. said, girls, told them a story. <laughs> um, and then... I think I just went to bed. said, what a fucking night. It's so funny how vulgar you could be with your girlfriends, but then you're like, I'm shy. But like with your girlfriends, like I gargled his cum and then I threw up on my own tits. It was hilarious. Yeah. And all and your like, friends are like, I did that. I threw up in my own asshole. And did you have like, come on your titties? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I think that's a big accomplishment. It sounds like you don't put yourself out there that much. And that was a way to kind of get out of your comfort zone in a whole new level. This was so much more. You got to stop coming, going to therapy because this quickly turned into one. What? This was a good session. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what they usually are. I mean, we could just be silly the rest of the podcast if you want. Oh, no, this is great. I love just talking. I just feel like a lot of people can relate to it. And I do feel like we're so... I think the reason why I'm able to, like, kind of have an understanding of you is because I am you and so much. And I think a lot of people are. And that's why people love you so much. Um, um, I remember you said a long time ago, and but I remember this message so much because um, I just, like got in my car it wasn't towed but it got a thing on it with a wheel and then i was like a boot a boot yeah i was like so mad but i was like being goofy but like mad and then i was like i'm so stupid but like want a little bit of me smart and you were like no that's how my brain is too you said you were like 99 percent the dumbest person but like one percent like a psychotic genius i was like that really you have like that one percent that's carrying all the weight but it carries the weight somehow. I, yeah, I have no, I love that I call myself a genius, which is so funny. Like, it sounds kind of like, it sounds like the most braggy, like, wow, being like, you know, so self-deprecating, but also, I'm also like incredible at this one thing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a humble brag. No, but it is true. I mean, you know, like, you know, it just goes back to being like, oh, I'm just the average, you know, I'm, I have fleas and I'm this and I'm not good enough for this. Oh, shucks kind of thing instead of being more assertive. And I've always, I've never been assertive. Like I deserve this. I am smart. I am just as good as you. I des like, that's why I'm in this, even though this isn't like the nicest place, but I was just like, I deserve to live on my own. I deserve the fucking like I was written about in this like uh thrillist.com or whatever, which isn't a that big of a deal, but it's I've never got acknowledged for this podcast by like people outside like outside of like who I know. Yeah. You know? And some people, some comedians, 
they'll get like a million articles like they're the next Richard Pryor. They're the next this. Wow. I've never seen anything like this. And then you look and you're like, like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Like, and I, just, I never get acknowledged because, and I don't feel like I deserve to be sometimes. Yeah. But then I, but lately I've just, I've changed my outlook on things. And I'm like, yeah. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve to, because oh. I do put in the work, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. And I just feel like that, like, you can be funny and have that, too. Mm-hmm. You know Definitely. what I mean? I'll get it in, like, very small moments. Like, for the most part, I, like, truly don't – you don't think about it, you know? You're, like, it's not like you're – I don't know. It's just weird. And then, like, there'll be, like, a tiny moment when, like, I'm in a meeting talking to someone that I, like, admire, and they're asking about how this will happen. And then you're telling you, and you're like, wait, that's fucking cool of me. Like, I can't believe I did that. And then, like, it'll come in little moments, and then it kind of carries into, like, the next – little jump where you're like no i can do it for sure for sure and look when i was 24 dude i'd walk if i walked into a room and like it was a comic or like someone that was like on tv i i would be so disconnected it would be insane the only reason why i'm not is because i did radio on sirius with nikki where you know kevin hart would walk in all these like people would walk in and then eventually you would just have to be funny and be present yeah and then you realize, oh, they're just, they're just, they're human. It's all, yeah. Like, and it's really crazy that it's all humans running this entire industry. But like, like someone decides, we're all just humans hoping that we made the right decision in the end. It really is crazy in that they dictate literally everything. But it's like, you're just at the end of the day hoping you made the right decision. And you're just a person you like question your decisions probably just as much. Like, it's really crazy. Well, it's also crazy in the idea that, like, we think their decision of letting us get this or letting you get that is going to make or break our lives yeah. when it's not. They don't have that much agency over you. And that doesn't just happen with content. That happens, you know, in real life with a boss that makes more money. So then you hold them and they have more power. So it's like, oh, oh, we should uh, treat, you know, oh, please give me give me anything, give me a nod, give me a raise, give me a better office, whatever. And then you get it. And it's like, okay, that wasn't real. But then it's like, well, then what pushes us then? You know, like if we don't try to uh, get those kind of people to like us or. Yeah. What's the motivation then? (laughs) If you're not desperate for everyone's um, approval, what's your motivation? That's a great question. I don't know. I think in a way, I guess, uh, at first, when you first start stand up or if you start doing like stuff creatively, I think your motivation is like to be original and to be like different and to be an artist. And then you go broke for like five years and then you're like, I just want to be able to buy sushi twice a week and afford that. You know that's what I mean? A like, lot. yeah, that's a lot of sushi. Yeah. Sushi twice a week, but it actually would add up. It does add up. But my point is, is like, eventually it's like, oh, I just want money to be able to do things outside of whatever my career is, you know? And it doesn't have to be a ton of money, but you need enough freedom. So it's like, um, I don't know. It's hard because then you don't want greed to be your thing, like to be your motivating factor either. I think it's really obvious when, I'm sure you see it too. I think the way I like have understood myself best as being like, I think I actually am like to the core books, 
book dumb, like not book smart. Like I just think I'm actually really stupid, but like my emotional intelligence carries in the areas that the other ones lack. Um, but I think it's really obvious to me when I see other people being funny and things like that, when their motivation isn't to be, to make people laugh. Like if there's ever a motivation for like money or fame, I think it's so evident in what they're making. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying, but then like you could take someone like, let's say like Nick Kroll, right? Mm -hmm. He obviously has been extremely successful, but he still definitely works in ways like, well, he'll post a photo with like the most famous person ever and be like, happy birthday, uh, DiCaprio (laughs) or whatever. So everyone play, you could play the game. I think what happens is, is like, when you come up and stand up or in comedy, when you're younger, you feel like you have to be that, like, I know when someone's being this way, but you can, again, you can separate business side of your brain versus the creative and funny side. You oh, know? can you do that? I have no, like, I have no separation. To me, like, um, yeah, I can't separate work from, like, personal emotions. Hmm. I... Yeah, I used to have trouble with that. I used to say, you know, when people would be like, it's just business. And I'd be like, fuck you, just business. Yeah. Like, oh, so then you... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry I sh- like pissed in your cubicle. It's just business. <laughs> yeah. I hate that term. It's just business, though. You yeah. killed my son. Yeah, but it's to make the spreadsheet look better. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? You're so authentic you are like you are an anomaly i feel like where I'm gonna look that way. hang on stay there it's um i don't even know what it means but um that, no i think i you think you are you are like you really don't you've gotten to a point where like you don't need you don't need connect it depends what you want to do i guess but um you have an audience where it's like they love you for you. It's not about who you know or wh- what you've done with other people or, or yeah. what your fame was on television. It literally was built from the ground up. I got your thing. They're really, really kind. I feel like your audience on Instagram is similar. It is. No, no, I'm happy with my audience. I've never been on television and shit, but like, you know, th- like this podcast in particular will do better if I have bigger guests on you know yeah so it's like what's driving the ship the guest or or me i mean obviously it's a little bit of both probably but um what uh what's it like what do you see your future like what do you see your what do you want to do do you even Um, know i want the more i've been because i moved out here like two years ago and that was really like the first time i was like i'm gonna figure out how to be like do comedy, you know? I'm going to figure out how to blow a guy in, like, an expensive hotel for cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the more I do it, the more, oh, God, the more I'm just, like, I I think, to me, comedy is just, like, connecting. And But I have a hard time, like, every day being, like, be funny. And you know how, like, earlier you were saying every situation turns into how can I make this funny? Like, I got so caught up in that, but I was, like, so sad in life but like my material was great but like 
I was, I, it's not worth it. Like I did that and I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. So the more I'm doing comedy, the more I'm like, I think I want to switch to acting and be like a comedic actor. Well, I've always wanted to do acting, but like, it's just more prominent to me now more than ever. That's like, we can be funny in the stuff we create through acting, but I don't think I like the everyday like whole. I, yeah. I think what you, my, I don't know. I'm trying not to mansplain or whatever it is or older, older person's playing. Just, you can just say it. No, no. I just feel like there's with anything and it sounds cliche, but the balance of it, like your fans are going to love you if you put out one thing a week, as opposed to seven things a week. And what we feel, all you have to do is look at like, this sounds so cheesy, but Ed Sheeran, right? He'll go off Instagram for, for months. I mean, he makes it a thing. Like if you went and wrote, I'm going to take some time for myself because I feel sad because of comedy, you would get 85,000 likes of like, you got this. We'll be here for, for when you get back, you know? And then you could kind of realize, like maybe that's what you do. Maybe you take two weeks off and realize that the world is going to still go on without you, but they're yeah. also not going to forget about you. And yeah. when you do put out, like, I've seen people and when they put out something once a month, it, it goes bananas because they don't overpost, you know? Yeah. So I think it's kind of like the understanding of, of how much am I doing this just for me or how much am I doing it for, for them? Yeah. You know? I, I think, think there is, like, a really big fear in me of being, like, if I go away, then, like, will they still be there. Yeah, it's just a weird thing, which is probably why I feel like, oh my God, I literally need to go to therapy. Why are you doing this? I don't uh, know. I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish someone had this talk with me when I was your age. Yeah. No, it's helpful. Um, and I still don't have anything to get other than, you know, I put together, you know what like a huge step for me? And like, these are like the little things that I think I came, I moved in this apartment yesterday I had like seven boxes, three bags. I had a bed that I had to put together from Amazon. Um, Mm. I had uh, whatever, like all this shit. And not only did I move all my shit and help the movers to save money, I fucking put everything away that day. Like everything's like in the drawers, everything's organized. The bed is put together. Like That's huge. Like those kind of things, like, yeah. And, you know, it is kind of cheesy when people are like, you make your bed every day and it's the little thing that will, but it's like, for my brain, my ADD fucking brain like that to do something like that, you know, it's like huge. Yeah. And, and I feel like those are like little wins you could have in like your life that you might not be sad, yeah, sad or like, and not depend and not think that people are going to forget about you. Yeah. You're, you're unforgettable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than the guy from the hotel. Who, you know, yeah. But he wrote you. It's your fault. But he, he tried. I forgot him at the end of the day. <laughs> I know he's still thinking about me. Every time you see that carpet, is the carpet right in front of you right now? No, the carpet is long gone. I got it. It was, I got a better one. We moved on to better things. Wow. Was it because it reminded you of, of the throw up or you just didn't like it? The um, there was a little, there was a <laughs> memory every time I came walked in my room. And people, they would say like that rug and I'd be like, now just tell a story. All right. <laughs> Freaking, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I think, have you written anything? Um, 
Yeah, I've written a little bit. Um, I write some for work, but I want to write later. I hate writing right now. Yeah, I do too. I, I hate just, writing. I just, just want to. About it, yeah. I want to sit in a room with like a nerd and just be like, "Listen, nerd, you're gonna write all my crazy thoughts and make them organized." Yeah, like if I could just sit in a room and just talk and do all these bits, and then it's all on paper, it'd be great. Do people get to do that? Isn't it crazy if someone transcribed every one of your things and then you'd realize, oh my God, I am a writer. And not only am I a writer, I'm prolific with how much I've put out. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, how many videos do you have up? I mean, I've deleted a lot of stuff, but like, yeah. I, I, I've done a lot, not nearly as much as you, but yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think like, over uh, we have over 120 videos that's two hours because they're about a minute each yeah that's two hours of material like that's a movie a I long know. movie no i really think like i think you need to write a screenplay but like have do it on instagram live every day for an hour and have people go you got this you're you're great and then maybe and then like show them a page every once in a while and be like that's great and then next thing you know you would write like Ten movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if I had like 300 people watching me write, I'd like <laughs> be able to like sit down and do it. The only way I can write is if I have a crowd of 300 people cheering me on. <laughs> you start selling out theaters to watch, like you not Just know how to it. download Final Draft. And after every sentence, I'm like, is that funny? It's not funny. No, no, no. We'll delete it. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. I failed. I failed uh, Groundlings twice. I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm no good. I've never been good. I don't know. I think we've learned a lot here. I, you know, yeah. I have at least, you know, it's, uh, you can be happy. Oh, it's been an hour. Has it been? Yeah. I think we started at, uh, four, right? Uh, I don't know. It's two. Oh no. One thirty. Look at this. Look at this. No, nah, that's a cute dog. You should foster. What are you going to name him? Um, they named him Arlo. I don't think it'll have him long though. You realize he hasn't been washed. And yeah. you're rubbing homeless street meat all over you. Yeah. And that's why I love that's why I love about you. You just <laughs> that's why I love you. And that's why I love you. You yeah. just take it and you wonder how you got fleas the first time. I know. I, yeah. And I knew well, I don't think that Arlo has fleas because I knew Millie had fleas when I when I got her. I mean, say what oh. you Oh. That was cute, right? I'm just th thinking about her owner in jail. I'm thinking about the Doberman that she's been following around. That's so cute. Where? Why don't you? Is the Doberman homeless? Uh, the Doberman got adopted, or not adopted, is being fostered in a different home because, but they had too many dogs for Arlo to be around. Gotcha. Arlo's so tiny. Look. Well, we definitely bookended this thing. What is uh, it? Bookends means like we started with the dog and we ended with the dog. Oh my God. We went full circle. We went full circle. Oh I would love for you to come back on again sometime. Oh, whenever. Yeah. Whenever I need another therapy session. Yeah, this was really fun. Oh my God. I'm going to get. Don't DM me about my um, mental state. <laughs> Why? Not you. The fault. Like the listener. Uh, no, she's fine, dude. I'm fine, guys. Well, she's fine. 
She's okay. And nothing uh, is really streaming, I don't think. What's your, what's your, what do you want to plug? Your Instagram? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, thank you for asking me to do this. You're great. Of course. You're the best. Oh, well, for my followers, if you're here for me, follow Andrew. It's Andrew T. Collins. Yeah. No S, but it's cool. No, he's funny as hell. All right. Thank you so much. I feel like his. (laughs) That's really nice. Thanks. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet, wet, I'm so wet. I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep, yeah, puddles, 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 puddles,